Welcome to season two, episode two of the Modeling and Power Narratives podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan Flowers. I'm Trey Mosley. I'm Jacob Hale. And we are back with another episode. Um, glad to be back here again. Like I said, yeah. we just got finished up doing our um, intro, um, just getting back into the vibe and just yeah. into the... Getting back in the swing of things. Swing of things, yeah. getting back into that, that form. And I think we, uh, we got a good day. topic today. We ready. We got a good topic today. Before we get into it... I want to give a sponsorship to um, Marcus, my friend Marcus, and Mark Cakes. So for all your sneaker needs, you can follow him on his personal IG page at MarcoPolo23 and at the Mark Cakes Vault. Um, he also has a website in his bio, his, uh, a link in his bio for some uh, exclusive pre-order sneaks. Um, Jordan dropped some heat this year. Yeah. So uh, oh, you can get dunks too. Man. Man. You get dunks, dunks. Some, some Asics. I mean, now we see people buying the New Balances. Yeah, it's the five fifty. You see a nice little trend. So yeah, just get with him. Um, he has his business expanding. We talk about it all the time. He's been a good friend of mine, and obviously for the sneakerheads, you love to be around people that talk sneakers. So right. That's that's my guy. So give him a uh, give him a, a follow, like his page, and support his business because he will get you right, man. And while you're at it, go ahead and uh, like our Instagram page. It's at underscore men the podcast. I think yeah. I had a little trouble now, saying it. Now, yes. yeah. yeah. Reemphasize that at underscore yep. men the podcast. There's some uh, other pages out there. Those are uh, fraudulent. Right. Um, but uh, definitely like, follow the page, you know, stay up to date on what we have going on, you know, things that we're going to do. Like I said, it's going to be a great season. Um, gotta be on the lookout we're gonna do some fun things gonna do some cool stuff and then obviously all of our links and everything are on the actual page for you to go to listen to, to the podcast and everything yeah super excited man I think the like I said our listeners our followers and people that have been along on this ride since day one is the reason we do this right like I said um, beforehand this comes out the kindness of our hearts we come together we do so much work on the background on the back end to give y'all great, great content just for you guys to enjoy it. Um, and so hearing your feedback and hearing the support and getting the support from you guys, it, it helps us move and along. It means a lot. It Just means a lot. That feedback. We love the feedback. Always give feedback. If you ever want to hit us up, talk about anything that we've said on the podcast. Maybe you have a couple ideas for us or things like that. We always open to all that. For sure, for sure. And I, that's so funny that you say that, bro, because I remember distinctly in uh, episode one uh, about a, a particular comment that we had to get my boy some homework with with the events <laughs> yeah, yes yeah. yes so like that that feedback is really really important um especially like i said moving forward it gives us the energy to come out here i was you know obviously we love to do yeah, this this helps us with our why our, our why and moving us um forward with what we're trying to get at right now so i think we got an interesting topic today um it's something that has been a part of my life in terms of how I've been thinking about it and everything. And it's something that's been very apparent here recently. Um, and that's the concept of perception versus reality within the human mind and how we view others in the image. Mm -hmm. So, you know, before we get into it, um, what do you, when, when I say, you know, perception versus reality, what comes to mind um, originally? You don't have to dig too deep, but what comes to mind, your initial thoughts? Well, this is a very big thing that a lot of people talking about. And again, like we talk about, um, <clears throat> like we talk about self-awareness and everything like that. Um, there's a lot of people who don't aren't actually living in reality. And right. what I mean by that is like there's just a lot of delusion in right. where a lot of people live. And 
they they live their lives obviously and it's not like there's things that are blatantly wrong but over time that builds on itself and that's why it's important that every now and then you do need a reality check you do need to self-assess and make sure everything you're doing is the right thing what you want to do towards your goals and things like that so So like going along with what you said what do you think this can be for anybody like what do you think is something that like helps you find out that you need that reality check or like get what is like a good sign for like what should happen i think when we give you know the term in our head right i think Mm -hmm. when we get so caught up in what we're trying to get at especially being driven right we got four young driven men in here right but I think the world has conditioned us to believe that our lives is work, 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 right? We have to find our purpose. And that's all good and dandy, right? We all have to have that right. to attain certain things. But I think reality check and living within reality is just evening ourselves out, right? Not putting ourselves above or below life, right? We right where we're supposed to be at in life and understanding that there is the world is what you make of it, right? And everything happens for, for a reason. And everything right. happens, happens for a reason, but making sure that we do what's necessary to carve out, like I said, our destiny, right. which is season one, episode three, Faith and Destiny. Go check that out if you haven't already. We're going to throw in there. For sure. So we can. For little, sure. Little but, pin notes. But in, in saying that, and sticking on the initial thoughts, of, it really came to mind when we talk about how we view others, right? And how others view us. And I really never really fully conceptualize it unless to this point until I got into the workforce. And you deal with certain people in different attitudes because everybody has a perception of you and you just gotta realize why that comes about. And that understanding allows you to move in a way that's conducive for your life. So for sure. So that's our initial thoughts, right? We talk about perception versus reality in terms of human thoughts and how we categorize things and everything. So let me take it a step further before we get into our subtopic one of the day. In terms of psychologically, right? What people don't understand is when we break everything down, everything is a learned behavior. Behavior is learned. Everything right. that we know in this life is learned or has been taught or modeled towards us like in some type of physical way. And in saying that, when we talk about perception, right, our minds, this, this is one of the greatest quotes ever to me um, that my my uh, social psychology teacher told me. So our brains are lazy. I'm pretty sure I've told you, like brains are super lazy. It's wired to be lazy because of evolutionary psychology because it's like flight or flight, right? right. We talk about that. So in our mind, our mind likes to categorize things. Why do you think we teach colors and alphabets? They go together. Mm-hmm. And so when we do that, our mind is already pre-programmed to categorize things. So I know when I see this, I can relate it to this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now I can react this way. And that's how our minds work so we can get the best reaction in certain qualities, right? But in saying that, you kind of got to rewire your mind a little bit because just it, it can be harmful. People. Prejudge people. And I think even when it comes to prejudices, whether it comes to racism or just your thoughts of somebody, you got to be open minded enough that you know that how you perceive them may not be the truth. Right. But it's just your perception. And I think perception is somebody else's reality. But in saying that, it's, it's really rooted in our cognition in terms of like our mental breakdown, in terms of the why we do it. It's to categorize, right? To make it easier for us to assess others and how they live so we can move accordingly. Right. So anything you want to add to that? Yeah. Uh, so what makes this so important, uh, like I said before, if you don't have proper perception, 
it's very hard. Like everything else falls with that, you know, having an understanding of your reality, what you can do, what you, you cannot do. And you don't have to know. Every, you can never know everything. Right. right. Having that mindset of making sure you're doing everything that you can. Mm hmm. All that stuff is very important because if you if you're delusional, right? For example, if you're delusional, then everything in your plans, your goals, are going to be built off of delusion. I'll say an example here. Uh, obviously, we never call anyone out, right. but I know of a person, and they can be pretty delusional at times. And we've had some banter's and back and forths because. I try to say things to him and basically where the delusion was is that the success that he wanted to do in life, the timing that he thinks it'll happen is very misguided. So very unrealistic. So to make it a long story short, he wanted to be wealthy, just like any other person. But in his mind, he can build that wealth in a very short amount of time like a year or something like that right mm-hmm. and while anything is possible and i never d- discourage people from working your butt off and trying hard but the issue was he wasn't working towards that it was just one of those things where well maybe in a year it'll just pop up type yeah, of thing like the stuff didn't match the right so try it's a little back and forth it's just that well first of all that's just unlikely in general no matter how hard you work you got to understand the real hardcore reality and numbers. And at one point, which I really thought was interesting, but he brought up the super successful billionaires and things like that. Like, well, they didn't do this until this time and did that. I was like, never base any type of one. Yeah. Never base it off of the 1% or anything like that. And that's part of reality. You know, Mm. it's like the real reality is, is, not You're everybody's going to be that lucky. Well, right. just I just want to tell you right now, making $50,000 or more, you're better than half of humanity. Right. Literal half of humanity. And then in this country, you're at the top 50%. And, oh, oh, sorry, let me take that back. In the country, you're better than the 50%. Right. In the world, you're probably 70% or higher or something mm-hmm. like that, depending on where you are. You know, like, people need to understand that. Like, you don't just wake up successful with a lot of money it's cool to have that goal but it's just so such an unlikely thing don't make that everything and that's why reality is important for that for sure and before i painted you i had two ideas that just came to mind right one one of my favorite rappers babyface ray one of my favorite like lines by him is how you want some money but you don't want no hustle right you know what i'm saying i think to piggyback off that with my second point is that everybody has this conceptualization of what their life is going to look like or what it should look like right but how do we go about attaining that and i think more so it's really the work that we put in i think when if we talk of financial right because that's the easiest thing to get at when we talk about when people visualize Mm -hmm. when you the steps that it takes to get there are just if not more important than actually attaining that money or attaining that freedom. It's falling in love with that process because now you are teaching yourself not only how you got there, not only going through trials and tribulations, but those same trials and tribulations to how you got there is the same reason you'll hold on to when you get there, you'll hold on to it stronger. Whether that's peace, whether that's money, you knew what it took to get there. Like you knew what you did to do that. For for example, I talk about the value of a dollar. Right. I will spend 
any of y'all dollars quicker than I spent mine because I knew I had to work hard for this dollar. Mm-hmm. But if something was given to me, I could spend it with no thought. Yeah, yeah. I didn't take any effort. To take any effort at all. So I'll pan you, Trey. Like, what is your initial, when you hear perception versus reality, when we talk in terms of our image and our, our view of other people, what, what comes to mind initially? I would think definitely is, how we talked about the biases at the beginning. It's just like knowing that you can't just judge somebody off of just first appearances, first time meeting people. Like the first time, for instance, the first time me and BJ met each other, it was it was his senior year, it was his it was their basketball game, they were playing Chaminade. And we had never even I had found him on Instagram and I found out that he was going to Quincy and I was like, Hey, you wanna be my roommate and all that stuff? And he was like, Yeah, because we didn't really know anybody and that based that off of it. And then the first time I met him, he was real shy and quiet, like he didn't really talk. We had all our families had went out to eat and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't really talk. He didn't really talk. And we was like, I don't know what was going to happen. Then fast forward, what, five years going on? And I would consider him my best friend, like somebody that I would do anything with, do anything for. And it's just knowing that like, you can't just base your reality off of the first perception you get of somebody. Right, right. For sure. No. And, and I think it's super important that we understand that first impressions and first perceptions of people are true, right? That's how our minds work. We can't take that off, but just taking that with a grain of salt, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And even even if your perception is rooted in some type of truth that you see, like for example, uh, when we talk about stereotypes, people know, or you should know that stereotypes was rooted from some sort of di- diluted truth, but right. it, it was rooted in but some type happen. of truth, right? So that's why you see stereotypes, but it's the same thing when it comes to perceiving somebody else, right? Is that, you might, I might perceive somebody a certain type of way, but you got to understand every, we are a summation of our experiences and our learned behaviors, mm-hmm. right? And so that person is probably acting that way because of something that happened that in his or her or whoever's right. life. And that's why they act that way. But it might not be out of bad intention. It might not even be good intention. I can, you can perceive me as a good person and I could be a, a serial, you know, a serial killer for, you know what I'm saying? For, thank God I'm not, I'm not. I don't want to fear nobody, but just- We know you're not. I hope not. But in saying that though, it's just that perception, you would hope that we can curb that a little bit when we meet people is that we know it's going to happen, but not going in trying to, you know, re-verify that, right? Right. Validate like, okay, I perceive this in him. So I'm going to look for evidence to make my perception the reality of what right. the situation is and then bouncing off what you were saying is like you flip to the other hand you have the idea that you know that somebody's always going to be giving you like a perception of you and all that so you always want to put your best foot forward right when you meet these new people and when you're going out and doing things like you want to show them like your true form how you're your truest self right and, yeah absolutely and i think i'll just <clears throat> i think we'll tie it up with really this i challenge anyone who's listening to this to really think about everything you go through your in your life and think about some of the biases you have right. like it's actually pretty subtle like you'll be surprised at how many things you have already have a preconceived notion of and to give it a good example um let's just say you you're not a fan of people with blonde hair or something like that or like you'll never date a girl with blonde hair or something of that nature you know like something right, basic right. like that only because maybe one experience you had mm-hmm. right. or it didn't go well for you or something like that now that was just an example but i think in general i think a lot i i challenge the audience to think about in their lives about all the biases they have and you'll be surprised at how many you naturally have 
and your reasoning from it is something that was so small or one event case, or something like uh, that. Case, yes. Right. Or, and there's outliers to a lot of things. And I think we don't take that into, you know, and that's right. a whole different topic. And I mean, into. that's all yeah. the perception versus reality is that if you're the only one living it, you're going to feel like it's just you. Right. And I explained this to someone before. I was like, listen, at some point you do have to realize everyone's life is just as complicated and crazy as yours is. Right. It's like no one story is like more Original. way more significant i was like you just never know what people are going through right mm-hmm. and like i that's why I, at that when i learned that i just stopped i was like you know maybe certain things i didn't like happen in my life but at the same time it's like everyone's life is like that yeah and it's just how you how we move without it like how we move mm-hmm. within our lives and understanding that adversity comes it comes in different forms Do people deal with it in different ways and it might come off as something right but it's not always the reality of the situation. So when I move into the, you know, the subtopic of what we're talking about, right? And I think we had discussions before this, um, tying this all in together with self-awareness, right? Is that we want to emphasize the re-emphasis of living in our truest form, right? Mm-hmm. Like understanding that perception will always be out there, bro. That is a point in life where you will never get rid of, of somebody's perception. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But living in our truest form is the the ultimate goal, right? That's the right. one thing when we talk about foundational pieces to a lot of things, understanding that our truth living in our truest form and self is the most comforting thing, right? It's right. where we understand we know how to operate this and the third. And it's then it's like a stepping stone. It's a it stepping stone. Along. Right. So is there anything you want to say in, in terms of the importance of living your truest self or how, how that may benefit you? So part of it, and what we're going to try to do is make sure we break down certain terms and break things down because just like with self-awareness it's so broad right you know saying something like truest form that gets thrown around so much right. people don't really understand like kind of what that means and everything so the first thing i'll say is when someone says living in their truest form first of all in my personal opinion i don't think that's something that really needs to be said only because while you can say that to people mm-hmm. There's no real way for them to affirm if they're actually yeah, doing it or not. It's, not it's more, uh, yeah, it, it's no, it's never clear, and it's always revolving. You can live in your truth one day, and then the next day you don't. You know, so I think it's really about yourself, and it really boils down to self improvement and self reflection. Okay, that's why I think living in your truth really boils down to because again, you can't be perfect. No. The best that you can do is think about your past situations, what you can do better and make the application to that towards the future. I think more so what I mean by truest form, and I'm I'm glad you elaborated on it. And so I can elaborate more so when I mean truest form is the concept behind it really essentially is just being yourself, being your authentic self. I think Mm -hmm. that uh, that's a better way of stating is being your true authentic self. Like I feel like We've talked about situations where we weren't our authentic selves in certain situations and different mindsets and different times in our lives, right? But just being comfortable in authenticity, right? Right. Being comfortable with yourself. Right. Being comfortable with yourself and understanding that, you know, not running away from your reality. I remember we talked about it in one of our episodes when we were breaking down how our lives were, giving Mm -hmm. our personal testimony. Like, we have to we it was a point in our lives where we had to come to terms with who we are. I knew I was a lot more emotional than other people other my friends that were around Mm -hmm. and running away from it from societal pressures and stuff like that that kind of put me at back but i had to learn you know what i'm saying so in saying that though it's just like i think that's really what i'm trying to get at is 
being authentic, right? And right. setting your circle up so where you can be authentic. I get to be myself because I look who the environment I make, I'm able to live it. Now in certain environments, I, don't, I can't dictate who I'm around. Right. So, you know, it's always compromised. But in saying that, just being comfortable within yourself allows you to do a lot more things in terms of how to maneuver and you have a lot more leeway because your your mind is clear, right? Mm -hmm. You know who you are at the root of everything. And you now have you have a vision. And you have a vision and now you can build up on that. So uh, is there anything you want to speak to, Trey, in terms of like reemphasizing the importance of living in our, our authentic self? I definitely think like bouncing off what you said with the authentic piece is that you just have to be comfortable knowing that you can walk into a room and like, this is how I am. And like, right. you either gonna accept it or not. Like I, I will make you like me or, I, or you won't like me just, but I'm still gonna be myself. I'm not gonna change up who I am for different crowds of people and different having to do like different things just because you're not comfortable with those people. Like you should be able to be around this group of friends and that group of friends and be the same person, be right. your true self, be that authentic self that you wanna be. And I think more so when it comes to that authenticity, right? And there's a book that I just ordered by Dr. Thim, uh, Thima. She's the new APA president, uh, American Psychological Association. Wonderful woman, crazy credentials, man. Mm -hmm. Lady is super smart. I listen to her podcast as well. And she has a book called Homecoming, which is, I'm gonna say it's a, a kind of a guidebook about overcoming trauma and fear mm -hmm. so that we are able to elaborately live in our, our authentic self. And that's where I really get that, that term authentic self is from her. It's because she talks about, you know, having to get rid of extra baggage, understanding that we have we, we have, you know, fears and insecurities and stuff like that and having to get over that and, you know, not get over it, but work through it. You know what I'm saying? I like to Definitely. say work through it because mm -hmm. there's some work that's involved when getting through that. Right. And it's definitely yeah. work. But I think the main goal when you're trying to get to authentic self is always to live in peace, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that can't be taken away from you. I told you that's the intangible things that mm -hmm. we talk about is living in that authentic self. Yeah, and it really starts with you You have to allow yourself to ask yourself the hard questions. Right. You have to allow yourself to put yourself in a compromising situation. Now, however you set it up, whether you want to be alone with a trusted friend, it's up to you. But that's really where the basis of it starts. And a good example, and Shout out to this individual because I know this person listens to the podcast and we had a really healthy conversation about self-awareness. I just started asking them the really difficult questions, right? And then I kept poking and prodding in, in a good way, you know, where right. she felt comfortable poking and prodding and like, well, you felt this way. Why or where did it come from? And part of the root and where it came down to is that this individual really cared about the ideas of other people and how they felt about her, right? Right. And right there, I was like, okay, well, now you just found it. So right. at least now you know that's what it is. And then going all the way back to step one, that's why you're doing this activity, right? Right. Because mm -hmm. it started off with an activity. It's like, I don't know why I'm doing this, right? And then we poke and pry, go to two, step three, four, right. kept going down the line. Then we got to the real, real right. net of it. It's the fact that they just want to please another person. And it's like, it happens. Mm -hmm. It happens. We're social creatures. We want to be liked. It's a very natural thing. But now that you know, now that you can set yourself up better to where if I'm feeling uncomfortable, if I don't feel well, now you have that in mind. Like, wait, am I trying to impress this person? Or 
do should I be impressing this person? Is this a person that I feel like yeah, you know that cares? And that's what makes it even crazier is that when you think like that, you'll start to realize is that some people they don't even help your life. They're they not there. only do they not help your life, you don't even care of what they think, but yet inadvertently you, you cared about what they about. thought about. You know, it just you just need a second to actually think about that situation. So that's a real important thing. You gotta be able to ask yourself the tough questions. You gotta be able critically think really get down to it and again it may help if you have a friend with you too maybe you need someone to kind of poke and prod to really like bang ideas off yeah that. exactly and that's a great bridge way um and before we go into because you led right into my subtopic too and before we get into that i want to really talk about what dr thema talks about in her book and what she stresses about um god i love her like she just when we talk about the authenticity right and she breaks down in her book a little bit about um the the polarization between always wanting to seek and like people pleasing mm-hmm. and being the exact opposite and then saying that like I really never thought about it that way like there is a there may be an insecurity in a lot of people that you know give 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 right right it makes them want people yeah want them. that and you know what I'm saying it's always like a a bottom line behind it or you know ulterior uh, ulterior motive behind people pleasing for some people some people right. do at the con- you know what i'm saying but there can i never really thought about it in that positive way where people can be doing something nice for somebody but it just directly reflects uh, insecurity and in, within and yourselves so. and it goes with the same remember i call it polarization so that's that one side and then there's the other side where i'm better than everybody like that that mania that that um narcissism and i we talked about this uh even off the off air is I've come to realize the people that I see with narcissistic tendencies in some way or some form have some sort of insecurity with them and within themselves. Right. And we we've seen it. We see it firsthand, especially with the people I deal with, is that there's a deep rooted insecurity within themselves that they might not want to elaborate on, might not want to talk. Maybe honestly might not even see within themselves. Right. But they're just putting up that facade, facade to just to, to, to hide that, to coat that, so that way they don't have to feel that way. Right, and I think it's more so of overcompensation, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel so low, I'm going to go super high. Right, and make myself look, look like, like I'm the, good. Right, and I think we see that. And I think those two polarizing things is where um, hurtful things happen for ourselves in terms of not getting our, our authentic selves, you and know, realizing to that the true front. Form. And that true form, right? And so you led right into my subtopic too when we talk about other people's perception of our lives, right? And it's a catch, and I call it, I think it's a catch 22 because when we talk about perception, you know, we, everybody thinks like, I don't care what other people think about my life, right? Right. And to some, to, to a certain degree, yes, it sounds good. To a certain degree, you might actually believe that, right? But understanding that perception and how somebody may view your life actually may have some type of benefit because we see, the world and we funnel the world through our eyes only no matter how broad of a thinking and open we are open to thinker, yeah right we only really can funnel our perception of the world through our lives and not right. even the perception of the world the perception of ourselves through our own eyes mm-hmm. and so understanding that is, is super important so it, I, i'll pan to you hell what do you think in terms of like straddling that that line between you know not nor so letting people's perception dominate how you are and you know also being open to knowing that 
that perception of you also might be a benefit to show you something that you might have not noticed? Definitely. Um, well, I think what it starts with is you have to remember everything's a balance. Right. And that's really what the net net of it is, is that it's okay to if people have an opinion for you to like think about it or, you know, cycle through it or things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. It just it can't be too extreme it can't be yeah, all the time things like that. and then on the other way around it's okay to have self-confidence in yourself and not care what people say but at the same time you can't always think like that mm-hmm. so the real issue is balance and then like finding well, that balance well how do i know this is who i should listen to this is who i should not listen to right you know things like that i would say the easiest way to do it is one you need to know what your own personal goals are right you need to start from that so, for example, let's say your goal is, uh, well, let's just do finances. Finances right, is always an easy, easy thing. Yeah. Let's say your goal is, I want to own a house, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, when someone tells you things about houses or when people interact with you, that's an easy thing to funnel through your system, right? Right, right. So, if you know stuff about houses and then someone's telling you something about houses, it's very easy to now funnel through it because you have the end goal in mind in that regard. It's like, oh, I want to own a house. And they're saying, oh, well, you can get a house right now. You can get an adjustable loan, three, you know, all that, you know, uh, real estate type of talk. And then you can funnel it through. It's like, I don't want to do that because of this reason or that reason, you know. So I think that's the a very great way of doing it. If you understand what your own individual life goals are. And then another thing, because you know, your goals can change. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. not always easy to just have goals. Another thing is you have to understand the person. Right. So what the person is saying, is he saying it in a way to help you? Right. Is he saying, right. is, is he coming at place? it in a genuine, healthy place? Or is this person coming at it in a very bad way to like where there's something paper. wrong with them and they're having an issue? And, and then it, it's projecting out and it's starting to go into you. So... Mm-hmm. A good way to tell is uh, there's a lot of ways to tell, and some of it's kind of uh, funny in its own regard. But one thing is like, would you trade your shoes with that person? Right. Like, would if you, you talk to someone, would life? you want to be in their life and doing what they do? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then you really need to evaluate the things that they're saying yeah. because that's how their life is, and that's what they're living. And what they say is a projection of what they're living most of the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's one way to do it, and. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, just trying cool. to find that balance of just being like, why does this person have this much weight in my life? Right. right. Well, if this person is happy in their life, should I have more weight of, for their opinion than a person who's not happy in their life? And right. just things like that. I think more so also what you got to be comfortable with is like when we talk about it's a case, it's a case by case basis. Right. And mm-hmm. who is it coming from? You know, what do they mean really in your life? How much value do you really got right. in that person? And what do they have going for themselves in terms of relation to what you're trying to get at, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that um, me and my father and my grandma used to talk about is like the ability to learn from anybody from any age or anything. Yeah, I like there's certain things that I learned in this world about life that only came to you know my mind through having a nephew. Right. And this is just very recently. I never really had a perception of life the way I do now. More so, before I had a nephew, I was, you know, viewing certain things a different type of way. Now, I think there's so much I learned from him, right? There's so much. What's an example of something that you think that he's taught you or taught you how to be or way to act? 
If I had to be honest, I think he is, you know, I come from an all women household, so I'm just really, really excited to be, have a male figure. Yeah, you like know, another for the guy. Fact, another yeah. guy and, and just, you know, obviously he's very joyous as a kid, love him to death. But I think the one thing that he's taught me in this life and he's like ignited a fire so I can create this environment for men to live their, their authentic self is just understanding that, that as a kid, everything is so innocent and it gives me a reflection. Like I always get to thinking like we're along the line do things change for us, right? Go out and I'll even take it a step further, bro. I went to go watch like a fourth grade girls basketball game. Mm-hmm. And you know I ref too, so I see him right. all the time. And I'm always trying to look at stuff or whatever. Right, just be observant. Be, be observant, you know, be very observant and keen on like small details. But in saying that, like every time I watch these girls basketball games, like if you watch them and their mannerism, they're all chilling in front of one another. No matter who it is, it's the same energy for every single one person on that bench. And it's just all out of authentic fun, authentic mm-hmm. love for one another. Just wanting, it ain't really about- just wanting everybody yeah, to do good. What, and that's the purest form, I think, in terms of, you know, love and just in our relations with each other. That you could see is like, going to that sporting event was just open my eyes. Like, where did we, where did things change? Obviously things evolve once you get older because like there's more variables. More right. experiences. But, to now, like I said, everything in this life is so polarizing because you go from fourth grade girls caring so much about each other and not more so about winning, but everybody having fun to, you know, a couple years later when you're a teenager, young adult life, you know, the world. It's all about winning. It's all about high school sports and stuff. Like not, that. Even, not even sports, just in life. It's all about I got to do what's necessary to make sure that I eat. Mm-hmm. And if I got to burn bridges to get there. So be it. And that's what happened. And I think when we push that narrative, right, and you push it and you push it, you push it, that's what becomes, you conditioned. We, we are conditioned to think that way. Just be selfish. And be selfish. And there's there's good in being selfish, but just not to that extent. Like That's what I'm saying. You said everything is balanced. You can have selfish. I have selfish tendencies that I got to tend to myself. Like right. that, You know and what I'm saying? Should. And I should, right? But also understanding that I don't have to be just engulfed in that. To, You're not just in it by yourself. Yeah, you could have different avenues. Like, you could have... Both can coexist. They're not mutually exclusive. I don't have to just be working on myself and not be good to other people. Right. Like, it don't have to be one or the other. Right. And I think, I think society has conditioned us to have that. But in saying that, like, what what is your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's very important. Uh, at the end of the day, I always work in the mindset that you have to do right by people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. All right? So not everyone that I've ever worked with, I'm necessarily like, not every job mm-hmm. I've ever done, I necessarily wanted to do. Right. But at the end of the day, if you do right by people, you'll be, people, people will naturally right do right by you. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So there, and I know it's tough. It really is. But there's a lot of people I dislike, right? And in your head, you always want to do the thing, like what you see on reality TV, you know, you bash out, say all these crazy words, you know, mm-hmm. hurt right. that person, you know, maybe even find them or things like that. But I always, always when I sit down and think about it, I was like, it'd be more beneficial if I don't do that and just keeps doing the right thing right? than to do something like that. And you'll be surprised at how things like that tend to benefit you or how that person sees you. So and a good ex- relationships could change too. Right. right. So a good example is... um Obviously, going through college and things like that, you know, you work in and out jobs and things like that. And mm-hmm. 
not every worker thinks like, you know, there's a lot of really bad workers or just terrible people, people right? right? But I've always had at least a neutral relationship with almost everyone I worked with, if not the cordial, yeah, if yeah. not top of the line relationship to where they really liked me and I benefited their lives during that time that I worked there, right? Right. And some people, the same people who work there is like, man, you know, this individual never treats me like that. This individual is always mad at me and things like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you have to think about it. It's like, I don't necessarily like them, but at the same time, I don't bring off that energy because I don't have to to where fighting fire with fire is like, well, now I have to be mean to you or anything like that. Like, you can stand up for yourself. But yeah, like, I would say avoid that as much as possible because, again, when you treat people well, no matter who they are, you know, it always it it will always work in your favor. It's very rare that treating people, throwing fire with fire would ever work in your favor. You're always going to regret it. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I think more so, like, I talk about a lot of things like if, if somebody was to ask me like with all that you're doing and all that you succeeded in and all that you've accomplished in your life like if you had to break down like how did this come about like you know if there was two things you probably did in your life yeah, like and i was thinking started. about that what started or what has given you been most beneficial to you and there's two things that i never had to work for in school i had to work to get an education right mm-hmm. sports i had to work to be the best i can you know to play football basketball whatever the case right. may be two things i never really had to work on it's just being good to other people and just working hard. Those mm-hmm. two things would put you in so many different places. Like now I was, you know, just because of good relationships or just that this down the third, I'm getting recommended in certain spots. And that's not just a, just a brag or you shouldn't be nice oh, just for right. that. Right. You shouldn't be nice for, oh, because okay, I want something in return. But you just never know how that benefit. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's just a show of just that good things happen and to people. people. that With a consistent, it's just really having a consistent heart. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? You can't, I don't ever want to feel as though like we should ever have to sacrifice, you know, being good people just because we might interact with people that you know interact with people that don't have that same mindset and it's okay not to have that mindset you know what i'm saying like that's us right but never sacrificing who we are in terms of like having a good heart just because it's not being reciprocated we don't have to deal with that person but not you know turning yeah don't be right you know what i'm saying don't have to flip the script on them because that's not us right that's not living in our authentic self right and i would also say like doing that really helps your mental health yeah. I really believe that. Actually, I don't believe it. I see that. You know, there's, there's people I've seen. I just don't know how they live their lives like that. But they live their lives like every day it's something. Right. Every day they're always frustrated or they're always mad. And it like slowly boils up. And then like once a week or once a month, they just blow up, shout, you know, scream, all that stuff. But if you improve on that, it will improve your mental health. Everything's never as bad as you think it is. You know, you're just you'll just be a lot calmer. And again, you know, I've had unfortunate things happen to me, especially between coworkers or things like that. I felt like I wasn't treated appropriately. Right. But at the same time, I didn't let it lose my head. And for that, I always I always feel really good about myself and the fact that every job I've ever been in, I know I helped those people. And it's a joke because it's not really gonna happen, but I always think like, well, if this ever goes wrong, I know I can always go back to this job because, you know, the manager yeah, really sure. liked me yeah, and things right. like that. And that's a great feeling to have. You don't want to be that person and you shouldn't be around people Which that burn bridges. burn bridges with every job that they go to. You know, 
even if they have to keep switching jobs and it's like, well, I can't go back there because that person hates me or this person hates me. You know, that person that's always like all these people dislike me. You got to look at that person. It's like, okay, there might be actually something wrong with you. And that's part of the what everyone's saying around you. Like not everyone has to say something to you. Right. For them to convey something to you. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that's very important. You know, you you need to pay attention to how people are around you as well as how they talk to you. I always say to my friends, it's something I've learned uh, pretty recently, but I start to apply it. I was like, think about what the person is not telling you. Right. And that's very hard to learn. It takes time to build that skill. But people can say stuff. But also think about the undertone and what's not being said, what they're really trying to say. Well, For they, example, if you ever try to hang out with a friend and he keeps giving you the runaround or, oh, I'm busy and doing things like that. Well, what they're really not saying is just that they, they just don't, don't feel it's, it's important to hang out with you so, for whatever their reasoning is. explicitly are. hurt your feelings. Right. right. Forever, yeah. whatever reasoning it is. But that's a good example. And that's just something. It's a skill. It takes time. But I think people should really learn that and start applying that it's like you got to think about what things aren't being said now the right. energy and the vibe and people around you you need to make sure that every time you're around you think about what you're doing and the vibe that you're getting off and stuff like that because no matter what you do in life i always tell you like a bad person is a bad person or being around bad energy is always bad right yeah, y'all never want to be in a room where i felt uncomfortable because of one individual and there are people like this in this world and those are people you need to avoid. For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. And just to answer your question that you stated a little bit earlier, like you don't understand how people can live their lives. And I can tell you that with just working with people and just going through, you know, certain trials and tribulations myself, is that everybody, like you said, everybody's perception is different. Everybody's life is a little bit different. But like I said, it goes back to conditioning, right? I think we're conditioned to hold on, whether it's men, whether it's uh, race, whether it's anything, and this just our society has conditioned us to believe that our emotions don't matter, our feelings do not matter. So a combination when people blow up, right? It's like it's a combination of them holding on to something that they shouldn't have to, right? right. They don't have any outlet because honestly, they have they never thought of an outlet, right? This is. How many times you wrote, this is this is how it is. It is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that that mindset. Like this is how the world works. So, and you got to understand, you got to you you gonna work in the reality of the world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, under that that blow up is really a, just a really a condition that I don't have the time to outlet. Nobody cares if I outlet uh, my feelings. You know, just all those things that the world teaches us really really young. Right, like the world's against you. See, the world is like the that. me against the world type of uh, attitude. That mindset. I think that is what it is. And it really is just a fear. Like, imagine, I understand the fear when you work in therapy and you work in clinical psychology and you work with these people is you got to understand that this is a very vulnerable moment. Like, this is a person you do not know for coming in and telling you their deepest, darkest secret. That is a fearful thing. If I had to show people the skeletons in my closet, like, I, I'm very open and stuff about a lot of, most of my life. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, there's skeletons in everybody's closet. If I had to, somebody was to force me to open that door and to show you, reveal everything that nobody really knows about my life, I wouldn't be comfortable doing that in a room where nobody's, a, you know, I don't know anybody. Right. So you just got to understand that it's a fear in it and it's a fear rooted in something that's very, you know, it's, it's the right fear to have, but just overcoming and making sure that we make people comfortable. 
and not being fearful of that and trusting and being inviting, that's really the most important thing that I think we get at. And so in saying that, I think it piggybacks, I mean, it goes, it, it leads ways into this this concept of the Jahari window, right? Mm-hmm. And I, we had talked about the Jahari window before um, before we started recording. And it's really just this, this, this four panel window, right? And it's a technique by some psychologists to where it helps us better understand our perception of ourselves mm-hmm. and how other people perceive us, right? And I think when you look through these four boxes, I'm not gonna get into the specifics of it just for time reason, but when you look into those four boxes, what it basically says is we have a we have this open self within ourselves. We got the hidden self that's within ourselves, but we do not see. And then we have the blind self, the things that other people see that's about us that we can't. And then the unknown self that they can't see and, and we can't know. see and we don't know and understanding how that applies to our life is because those four windows we are only a controller 100 percent controller of just one and that's just the open self right because it's us knowing us mm-hmm. but understanding that that blind self is really important and understanding that that perception of our lives or you know you might not know what's going on mm-hmm. but i perceive it at this and if you hear that you can understand i see why you think that way I understand why you think this way because I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think just getting different perspectives from other people, you could take everybody's stuff with a grain of salt, but understanding that we can't funnel everything through our own eyes and it's not the most beneficial for us moving forward when trying to get to what we're trying to do. Yeah, find that destination. I definitely agree with that. Absolutely. So yeah. any any anything you want to add in terms of that? Yeah, sure. Uh, getting to your end game, I mean, that's... That's what everything usually leads up to, especially with self-awareness and stuff like that. And like I said before, you know, once you identify your uh, goals, your end goals, it's way easier to start piecing everything else together. You know, who you are, how you work, because all that builds off of getting to whatever you're trying to do. And then sometimes you'll get to the end and realize there's a whole, you're only halfway or there's a whole nother path, you know, you need to keep going mm-hmm. and things like that, right? Um, so I would say with the end game, uh, I think a really big tip for that and to help people get started with it is, it, it's childish, but start writing down your goals. Right. What do you want to do next year? I'm going to call it childish. What do you want to do in three years? What do you want to do in five years? Right. 10 years, 20 years. Yeah, and I, I think that was a big uh, issue that I had, what I mentioned in season one is that everyone's so short-minded mm-hmm. these days and you need to think long-term. Well, if you stay short-minded, that's how you waste a month. That's how you waste a year. That's where you're just doing nothing and you're not improving and getting better, you know? Right. So, when you, I, I would say, you know, start with that. And the thing is, is that you're here. I think the biggest thing you need to, you're here to impress yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then you're here to impress others if you would like, you know. So what's your goals? I, I don't care what it is. I don't care how childish it is. Maybe in one year you want to lose 10 pounds. I wouldn't call that childish. I think that's beneficial. Yeah, but, yeah, you yeah. know, something small where it's like other people will be like, just 10 pounds. You can lose that in a month or something crazy like that. Right. But mm-hmm. you're just like. I just want to lose it in a year. I need some time, develop my body and things like that. And it gives you that better, that extra satisfaction in knowing like that yeah. you're getting these goals accomplished, that you're doing the right steps instead of just setting yourself on that one goal at the end. You don't right. really like you don't get to realize your process, realize the goals that you're accomplishing, like actually get the love to grind. Now, 
when you have those goals, then I think another thing that you can do is think about the people in your lives, your friends, your family. This isn't necessarily a pros and cons type of thing because it really is subjective. But ask yourself, what benefits or what good things are the people in your life bringing to you? So me and Jordan, we had this conversation conversation yeah, because I always said that uh, friends in a way have to add are, value. Yeah, have to add value. They're a utility. That doesn't mean you use them. Those are two different things. Right. Using someone implies that they're someone is gonna get the short end of the stake. There's a negative right aspect to it. It's one way. But, but a utility is way different to where mutual parties either stay the same, it's it's neutral, or one gets better, or both gets better in the best case scenario. And me and Jordan had that conversation because, you know, it, it, it can be as small as this person's funny. Yeah. But start identifying that because one, you'll be surprised of who's around you and you can start thinking like, you know what? Do I really think I need that person in my life? You know, you can start that conversation or I think I need to bring this up with someone because I think it's having a negative effect on my life. Right. Right. And another benefit to that is that, okay, well, I know what this person's good at or I know what I see that they do a lot of. And then whenever I have a certain issue, I know that's the person or something like that, you know. So with me, Jordan and a couple of our other good friends, I know. When I have a problem or I need a solution, these are the people I need to go to, right? These are the people that will be there. That doesn't mean, you know, some friends are better than others or anything like that. You just have to know who is who. Right. It's like, okay. for what? Yeah, and that's good for everyone. And you'll be surprised, you know. um, Jordan's never afraid to say things that I need to do, right? Right. So one thing that Jordan calls me out on is something I need to work on, and I'm sure... Hint, hint. It might be an episode that we do. <laughs> yeah, but, for sure. Um, he said that a lot of times I project I project on a lot of people. And I do that a lot. So, obviously, I'm more of an enforcer mm-hmm. to where I like to tell people, you know, you need to go. You need to do this. 100 this miles, like, you know, plan out. Yeah, like trying that. to improve. But it's all in good faith because I want to help your life. Right. Mm-hmm. But, at the same time, yeah. but at the same time, he's mentioned is that, you know, not everyone wants the same goal as mine. I have to keep that in mind when I'm projecting that. Mm-hmm. I have to think about what they want to do and be all right with that. You know, right, right. some people's goals, even if I may feel like it's low hanging fruit or they're not reaching hard enough, it is their that's, goals. That's their and me, yeah, and I have to respect that. Right. And I can't think less of them. And I try not to think less of them or anything like that or to be like, oh, no, no, that's too low or something of that nature. But, uh, Start that process. I think you need to start that process to really assess uh, and to really benefit you, honestly. For, for sure. And I, uh, one thing I think that's important when we talk about this um, in terms of perception, right? When you talk about the identifying the end game or really your bottom line. What is your main goal? What are you hoping to get out of everything? And I think one thing we have to recognize as well is that when you identify your, your end game or your bottom line in this, is that there might be a level of compromises that come along with it, right? And that sounds contradictory to what we've been saying, like living your truest self. Mm-hmm. Don't really put too much into what put other people think of you. But in saying that, you have to understand that we have to work 
our reality has to work with the reality of the world as well. Mm-hmm. Like we can live our realities and our comfort our own homes, but when it comes to dealing with other people, we cannot control every single yeah, aspect. And how they act and right, like and yes. so you have to be able to compromise. Like if your if your goal is financial freedom or your goal is to be in a position of power, this and the third, you might have to compromise a little bit of self. Like reading the room, I think one of my biggest you know things that it's benefit me is like being able to read the room that I'm in, like understanding that this is not appropriate. Maybe I gotta bite my tongue on this. Right, understanding but, the environment. But I, I have to protect my bottom line because my bottom line is to reach A, B, C, and D. And if I know this is not conducive to what I want to do, and this might harm the bottom line, I cannot do it. Now, granted, now if it's bad, you don't want to be in that environment or nothing like that. But understand, that it's not gonna be pitch perfect. Like it's really impossible to live in your truest self, to live in your authentic form and to go integrate yourself within society where it's perfect in terms of they gonna treat you like that, you gonna get everything you want and you don't ever have to compromise certain things on the way there. And understanding that you might have to do that, but ultimately keeping that mind that we protecting the bottom line to get to where we need to go to is important. And I think what people lack in saying that is understanding that we don't everything doesn't have to be you know what i'm saying like i don't have to prove a point all the time right. because if i'm harming my bottom line i'm throwing away your goals my, my work because like i said other people might be in position of power so until we get to the our main goals we can't operate the way we want 100 percent want to operate within the world we can operate within our lives that way but not and totally in, in integrated within the world in a social and work environment type of thing. Yeah, and I'm I'm so glad you said that because I think that's something that needs to be added on to it. So, um, like you said, it, in a sense that is a little contradictory. So let's make sure we're making it clear for people, right? Right. If you understand yourself, if you understand who you are and you have that self-awareness, that would also allow you to understand what you're capable of dealing with and capable of handling in certain environments. Right. So if you know yourself to where, okay, I'm only willing to do this amount of stuff, or I'm only willing to stretch this far in a social setting, right? Well, I know what I'm trying to get out of it, and I know what the end goal is. So when I'm in that space, if I feel like it's not worth it, or if I feel like, you know, oh, this is stretching a little bit too far than what I'm comfortable with, then that's when you can finally make that decision. Okay, I should leave this space. I should find a new space and or something like that. And a good example of this, I would say, I would say corporate America, right? Corporate America is, that is a great place where you need to be self-aware. Like, it's very important that you are self-aware in corporate. Right. And the reason why is because, again, you're dealing with everyone on a daily basis, eight hours a day and things like that, right? And... There's a one end goal in mind for the company, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But that end goal for the company doesn't really matter who's in there doing it or what that individual's end goal is. So right. your end goal needs to be someone aligned with the company's end goal, right? Right. So you need to be aware of that and you need to understand how far am I willing to go in the company that mutually benefits me or, you know, everyone benefits. And right. then if not, then you can decide, okay, I think it's time that I should switch jobs, find a different company that more helps with what I'm trying to do and benefits me. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I, I agree. I think those sacrifices is just worth. It's a cost-benefit analysis. And like I said, you want to put yourself in a position where 
you protect your bottom line. So I'll leave off with Trey to um, finish up and wrap up our thoughts. Um, what are your your thoughts in terms of like perception, reality, this whole thing where it's, it's when we when we broke it down today, it really is three parts. It's two polars, right? You got reality, your own reality. You got other people's perception of you and working within the middle and how to, you know, seesaw between that. So is there any any final thoughts that you have in regards to that? Well, I would definitely say like going along that we're not trying to be like counter contradictive and things like that, but you, it's still a main goal for you to understand that even if you are like giving in at some points in your life in certain situations, certain scenarios, you still have to make sure that you don't lose yourself, don't lose your why and don't lose your goals that you're trying to attain. Right. Like you, and some people can get lost in that, trying to please others and worrying about other people's perceptions of their own reality. Right. When, real, when it, realistically, they're not living what you're living. They're not there every day seeing what you go through. They see you, what, one hour a day, eight hours a day if you work with them in those little moments. Just because they have those certain interpretations of you in those moments, you still don't want to lose sight of what your goals are and your aspiration and your why and in your truest form. And I, I couldn't say it better. Couldn't have said it better. I really couldn't either. Like, yeah, like that was a perfect. Yeah, that, that was, was a perfect way to wrap it up. Well, we thank you guys. Um, I'll leave leave it with hell to uh, follow Go us. Ahead. Oh yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like and follow us uh, on Instagram again at underscore men the, the podcast. podcast. And, the, and for my guys in here with the TikTok stuff yeah oh yeah, you weren't yeah. supposed to say that yeah. oh we're just we're supposed to be a surprise look oh, at that we're man. giving that well, no giving no <laughs> no you not give it away give it away because we got another surprise for them in yeah. the works yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, so like we, i said before like and follow the page you just never know don't want to miss out on what's dates, going on things like that yeah. really appreciate everybody who keeps tuning in if you're still here really really love all the feedback everybody's giving us and this is um men the podcast thank, thank you. you thank you thank you